0: This is Xbox Act. Welcome
1: to the Sire. Good afternoon, fellow addicts. We are back. We uh, we are in episode five. This is the Empire Strikes Back of the Xbox Addict podcast, (laughs) not trying to set things up for uh, a huge win here, but I think we're doing all right so far. That being said, we need to do introductions. Myself, of course, Ken Lafreniere, on the forums, my gamer tag is Alex1138. Joining us is Stephen. Shaft, Stephen Cameron. Unfortunately, we are missing variation tonight. Adam is on special assignment. Truth be told, the... He's uh, watching
2: porn, uh, what he's doing. <laughs>
1: uh, that's almost it. The news of the, uh, the Halo Reach uh, <laughs> edition has come out, and he's just playing that over and over at home, and you guys can envision that for whatever you wish. <laughs> but oh, joining God. us here tonight, we've got a special guest. Brent, say hi.
0: Hello, this is Symmetric uh, from the forums, uh, news addict.
1: Brent is uh, going to be uh, filling us in on a a few projects he's been working on, and hopefully uh, just keep everything rolling nice and smooth, as everybody's come to expect. Yeah, yeah. well, um, (laughs) I guess, yeah,
0: I'll start things off here. XBA recently was treated to a special treat. We got a sample pair of these... uh, Knox audio headphones the specialists and I uh, got a chance to try them out and matter of fact that's the headset I'm using right now on this podcast so yeah they're unbelievably comfortable the price is insane it's only 79.99 um yeah 79.99 and the comfort level is amazing uh you can read the full review about it on the front page of Xbox attic. I mean to sum things up, there really is no reason not to buy these. You get superior sound quality you get uh great comfort level the it's yeah there's really no negatives that you can say about these headphones
1: the the headset themselves are they are they u
0: s b then Uh, No, actually, they use the standard uh, headphone jack plug that you can plug into pretty much anything. They're designed to be multifunctional. So you can use them for your iPhone. You can use them for your computer. You can use them for your Xbox. You can use them for your iPod. Like there's so many applications. These are truly amazing universal headphones that can be used for just tons of applications.
1: Now, I'm, I'm sure if, if Knox hasn't already created it, this is a great opportunity to find some kind of holster for this because by the sounds of it, you could really take these with you anywhere and use it at any time. Is that right? Oh,
0: exactly. And the beautiful thing about it is is that they also offer airplane adapters. So if you want to take these on the flight with you and everything, let's say if you're going to back to E3, plug in, use these the entire time. They're so unbelievably comfortable. I've had these on for stretches of 68 hours and my ears have never been more comfortable. So. metric has been sleeping with them. <laughs> I just can't tell you anything in confidence now. Cam just wears his undies and the headphones. You know.
1: Well, Cam, I, I think by the sound of it, I think uh, I think this is going to be up to you to uh, do a little bit more research and make me make these the official headphones of uh, Xbox Addict at least until. Well, they
2: sound pretty darn good because I'm using the you know, and it's no disrespect to these headphones, the um, A40, and what I find with these ones, they sound incredible. But the uh, microphone quality is a little not so good. Now, these are made by Astro, is that right? That's right, yeah. They, and they, you can actually change out the clips on the sides. But what I've noticed with Brent's headset is the microphone quality is a lot nicer than the ones on these heads. And these, I don't know. I think they retail a full kit for $250. So wow.
1: They're
2: a little pricier, <laughs> but, but they come with a amplifier with a big honking volume control. And the audio quality is actually really, really good on these Astro headsets. But the microphone, I find, I think needs a bit of help over the course of time. Because when you buy headphones, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate a little bit here, but headphones you need to look at the whole pack. Most people only listen rather than test out the microphone quality too. But, I mean, you can't check out everything. But these headsets, the A30s, which are the ones a little lower, they're about a hundred bucks. Right. Nice. So, so you get a uh, just a contrast there. But from what I'm hearing from Brent, I think these Knox headsets are going to be uh, these headphones are going to be a little bit better.
0: One of the great things about it, though, is that you have these headphones that are out there now that say, "Oh, well, we've got 5.1, we've got 7.1 surround sound." <laughs> but the thing is, is that people don't really realize that they still sit on your ear. You're not creating separate sound fields and everything to create a true surround sound experience. It's just different drivers that fire going backwards and forwards, and your ear perceives that, and your mind thinks, oh, the sound is coming from behind me. But it's not surround sound. It's Mm -hmm. just enhanced stereo. And that's the beauty of these Knox headphones is that they realize that, so they said, okay, we'll create some of the best stereo products that's available. So that's why the attention to quality is like, we're not going surround sound with this. We're just doing a great stereo sound, and it's absolutely amazing.
1: Brent, since we've got you here, why don't you fill us in? We know you've been working on uh, putting together a bit of a review for Blacklight Tango Down. Yes. uh, Bring us up to speed on that one.
0: Okay, well, with Blacklight Tango Down... uh, the word customization is going to be frequent with that game because you literally have option after option after option for configuring different weapons, different loadouts. So it's a little bit like Battlefield in sense where you can pick and choose different loadouts. The thing is, is that with the weapons and stuff, you get what's called weapon tags. Now, these weapon tags offer like bonuses in game while you're playing. And it's a complete random money drop as to where you'll get a weapon tag. It's either after so many headshots, so many kills, whatever the case may be. Each of these adds its own little twist to enhance your individual gameplay. So if you and I were playing, you would get a different weapon tag than I would. So your experience would be more unique to yourself Than just a bunch of people running through one map together and everything like that. So, and some of the bonuses are like, you know, health recharge a little bit faster, uh, your your sonar ability, as I'd like to call it, uh, recharges faster. So there's a whole bunch of things, and then on top of that, the company itself is coming out with uh, with individual weapon tags that they are releasing for the general public. You can find some of these on the forums at Xbox Addict. It's by far one of the best arcade games I've ever played.
1: You know, I I had an opportunity actually to try out the demo when it came out, and I'll I'll be frank, with the demo you're kind of thrown into the middle of it and told, okay, go play and because of that, I mean, I I hate to say it, I'm not the best gamer in the world. I like Call of Duty because it does kind of hold your hand and introduce you to each aspect of it step by step, whereas Black Lake kind of left me me (laughs) hanging, you could say.
0: It does take a little bit of getting used to using the map and how to find targets and everything like that because there really is no mini-map. And so, once you get used to it though, it's amazing how fluid the gameplay actually is. Simply because of the fact that you're not taking time to look and focus at a mini map section of your screen so you can see where upcoming enemies are. You can actually do it on the fly, see where targets are on the fly, and so that way you can make your own decision of how you want to approach certain situations. So it takes a little getting used to. The learning curve is a little bit up there simply because it's, the control style is generally simplistic to your, you know, traditional first-person shooters. But the thing is, is that it takes a little bit of getting used to with not having a map. And so that would kind of, you know, throw people because they, you know, typically say, well, where am I? Where right? am I supposed to go? Well, you know.
1: It looks like I'm going to have to get back in there and give it another try. Now, Stephen, you're... Uh you're definitely, I won't say ancient, uh, more let's say experienced when it comes to uh, first-person shooters. Uh, what's been your take on the uh, the Blacklight Tango Down? Well, I'll be totally honest. I
2: tried to get into a, a game and with the demo, of course, and it would just sit there. And I didn't, haven't tried since. I do plan on trying the game this week sometime, but. Uh, I got a question for Brent now. Yeah, is this single player only or both
0: multiplayer and single? Like, it's both multiplayer and single. The multiplayer actually ships with twelve maps, so you've wow. got a yeah. There's most retail titles don't even ship with that, and so you get twelve maps for the um, uh, for multiplayer. I'm I'm not I'm pretty sure you get. Like five, five or six Yeah, I think you get five for single player And uh, Yeah, and you can even do online co-op too So you can have people jump in, jump out So there's out. a
1: multiplayer and
2: single player Campaign
0: Yeah
1: Wow Now, uh, probably the most important thing oh. As far as Blacklight Tango Down goes What price are we looking at for this? I believe it's, it's Crazy cheap
0: yeah, it's, it's 15 bucks, Um, so I, I'm pretty sure that's right around 1,200 yeah. points.
1: That's not bad,
2: though. I mean, no, for, that's
0: incredible. it sounds like
2: a good bang for the buck there. Oh, yeah,
0: it definitely
2: is. Wait, it weren't def- you saying, Brent, to me earlier, you said this is easily a retail title?
0: Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is a retail title that's not only pushed the limits of what you can actually offer on the arcade... But well. it's it's definitely a title that I could easily see being a forty nine ninety nine retail title, maybe not a fifty nine ninety nine AAA title, but definitely a good forty nine ninety nine one. So sounds yeah. like a highly recommended title, eh? Very, very recommended. Get back in there, start playing.
1: Uh, it, it must be a, a week for recommendations. <laughs> Limbo is a bit of a dichotomy. I'm stuck with how I want to perceive the game. It is absolutely amazing. One of the best games I've ever played, but Ooh, it doesn't have yeah. it doesn't have any of the stuff that all of us look for in games. There aren't flashy colors. There's no explosions. There's uh, it's black and white. No background music to speak of. There's no narrator. No story until you develop the story. It's, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a puzzle game. Your first time through, you're gonna spend a good four or five hours going through it. It's an incredible, incredible title. And I, I will say this: I cannot wait until additional, uh, either DLC or maybe another episode comes out for it. Are you done the game? Like, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I've I've played it, and actually, again, this is where. You know how many hours did you spend on it? I spent how four many? and a half hours going through it the first time. What's up? But I've gone an arcade through, game. I mean, yeah. the The best thing about it is I've gone through it three more times since. Wow! Like it just draws you. Does back. Does it change
2: in. every time? That, no. Like when you play
1: it once, does it change or is it the same or the exact same? But okay. the experience is is amazing. So you really want to get immerse yourself back into that world. It's cool. something else. I really encourage anybody, if if they haven't played it already, if they haven't downloaded it, and they're wondering whether or not to, either get on and just download it or find somebody who has it mm-hmm. and watch it for two minutes. You'll go home and download it. It's very good. Stephen. Mm-hmm. You, I was uh, sleeping over here. You, you had this uh, great little trip along with Brent to E3 recently. Mm-hmm. You got to sit on on... Uh, a little company's uh, uh, introduction. It was um, it was Microsoft. Oh, the Slim. Oh, I knew you'd well, get to that, but sure. Now, you were given a a, a wonderful little uh, kind of uh, A beautiful gift. gift. Yes, indeed. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: It's an Xbox. You turn it on, and the big ball, swishy sound comes on, and that's it. Nice. All right. So <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, actually, the Slim uh you guys were asking me before the show and everything else and and i'm liking it for from a personal level not liking the fact that i just bought my call of duty limited edition console back in november and then i got this thing replacing it very quickly but i like the fact that it's quiet it makes no noise there's not a peep that comes out of that thing and apparently it doesn't Red Ring of Death. I haven't had any Red Rings of Death with it or any problems to speak of. It's a slick-looking little unit. No space plates to speak of. Sorry, Space Ghost. It's smaller. It's. I didn't have a space problem here, but some people might. All the front controls on it are touch controls. You just graze them and they, the door pops open.
1: One of my biggest questions is the built-in wireless, the built-in hard drive. Mm -hmm. Um, um, My perception has always been is that uh, those weren't included within the 360, mainly because of space, overheating, that sort of thing. Do you think they kind of held out in the beginning, knowing that they could put it in later? Or was it a, a heating issue and they've just kind of addressed that? I think it's the
2: whole thing is a heating issue. I honestly think the last the the Xbox we all have and know uh, to some level had its share problems with that red ring of death. Uh, I think that's the biggest problem that's plagued the Xbox, and I'm hoping that this Slim will get rid of all that. I mean, them not putting the hard drive in, I think, because they're doing just like they did with the original Xbox. The original Xbox had the hard drive inside of it, and this one here, they went back and. Put the hard drive back in. Because between you and I, how many times have you guys removed a hard drive on the side of the thing? I never did.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> no.
2: Or very rarely, you know. And yeah. them putting it inside just made sense. Because nobody would detach that like a, a Lego piece. Nobody did. Putting in the Wi-Fi was the best thing. Because I remember they were selling those Wi-Fi units for like $100 to 150 bucks Just for the USB Wi-Fi dongle on the original Xbox. So they put that in there. Made huge difference because... It just made sense. Everybody has wireless.
0: And that naturally supports the new N wireless, right?
2: That's right, yeah. Okay. It has that built in. And now with the new dashboard update, they were able to let, now I haven't confirmed any of this stuff, but you, I've confirmed with a regular USB stick, they've completely eliminated the memory, or memory units or whatever. Right, the there's dedicated... no more ports. Yeah, the dedicated ports for that hardware are gone. They only have USB on there now. So you can take a regular USB stick that, I don't know about you guys, but I can fill up a landfill full of them. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And use those. You can use those and you format them into a special Xbox 360 format. You save games, arcade stuff on there. But I haven't confirmed actually buying a hard drive at Walmart, let's say for a 300 gig hard drive, and formatting the whole thing. Xbox and using that for your demo downloads or what have you, games you want to run off the hard drive. I don't know if that actually works, but I'm assuming it does. So, that would be interesting. So it'd be a cool little experiment. Maybe we can do that, or I can format one of the drives I've got here on the weekend and just to see if it works, and then to see if I can move some of that stuff over or whatever. But anyways, that Slim is really nice. It's look, it looks like they just basically took all the problems they had with the original 360. And streamline the whole thing. Basically when it comes to what hardware should be in there included, what shouldn't be, what needs to clip on the outside. Not the back. Every single port known to man is back there. Well there's a Kinect port just for Kinect. And apparently to make Kinect work with the original Xbox you're gonna need a little dongle that'll come with the unit but it'll be plugging the USB. But apparently this one here is a higher speed port than a traditional USB one for Kinect what i heard um i may be false but it may it's a little it's a distinctly different port and it's got a bunch of usbs it's got hdmi it's got optical at the back on it and, and at the front it's got two usbs and at the back i think it's got four usb ports at the back so Very it's got nice. enough there so it's it's really nice uh, it, don't get me wrong i don't think i would have ran out and got this thing if I was, if I wouldn't have got it for free, I just would have lived with my Call of Duty console.
1: Now, Brent, I, I don't know if you recall, but way back when, the PS2, I believe, did a slim. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, people found out that was more to hold people over until the new PS3s came out. Right. Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of indicators that we could see a new uh, console in the next couple of years. What, what do you think?
0: Well, a couple things is that Microsoft, I do believe is going to wait until Sony comes out because yeah, they were the first kids on the block with the 360. They could officially say, we have the first next generation console on the market. Well, that's great. The only problem is is that if you are quick to jump production you can run into a lot of issues, hence the Red Ring of Death. But not only that, you give your competition a chance to see what you're using in your official production unit. So your competition can sit back and say, oh, okay, they went with this, we'll go with that, and we'll trump them on that. They went with this processor, we'll go with that. So it's definitely interesting to see what Microsoft will do with this slim. Um, I think, me personally, that it's going to not extend the life of the 360, but just add more options and availability to people. I mean, I guess from the size of it, I could see that be perfect for, like, kids going off to college and stuff like that, putting it in dorm rooms. So, I can definitely see where the size difference is going to be a benefit. But as far as, like, a new console to come out, I don't think we'll probably see one for about another four years. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I who, hope not.
1: Yeah, who knows it's when that deal 2012. dealing with these guys Twenty twelve, eh, Steven? Twenty twelve is my prediction. That's my Boy. prediction. Yep. I'm very bold. That's well, my prediction. See.
2: Not next year, but the weird after the year after that. I have a feeling Microsoft's gonna introduce the next console. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't get the red ring of death, uh, and I hope <laughs> it's as small as the Slim. But I really think that that's when they're gonna introduce because it's time. I mean, let's face it: the 360 is, came out what 2005. Yeah. Yeah, five. And, uh, huh? yeah, it's gonna go on five or six, maybe seven years old, and I think it's time to.
0: But well, Microsoft also spent all that money reconfiguring and redesigning and repackaging and reproducing this new Xbox Slim. You know, I mean, granted, Microsoft has been known to do other things, such as um, <coughs> Rare, but uh,
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't. They think... They spend all their money on taxidermy. That's <laughs> yeah, what they exactly. Spend their money. exactly.
0: But the thing is, is that if they spent all this money, I don't think that they're just going to turn around like Sega did and be like, oh, new console next year. Oh, new console. You know, like,
1: well, moving away from uh, hopes and dreams, let's get into a few uh, actual news items. Steven, uh, I'm going to get you to tell us uh, or at least bring us up to speed on a few things. First and foremost, we're hearing that the one versus 100 is seeing a bit of a change on the Xbox.
2: Oh, it's, it's It got the can. It got the boot after two seasons. Mm-hmm. It
1: lasted two seasons. And
2: I think the concept was pretty cool. And I just, I asked the question when I was over there a few years back, and I asked them, how are you guys going to pay for this? Like, what kind of prizes are you guys going to give out? Like, I mean, when you look at the real 1 versus 100, they're giving out way more money you know, like the price is right, that sort of thing. And here on the console, they're giving away points. Right. And arcade. Uh, I don't know if people... I think if the stakes were higher,
1: it would do better. Meaning, if somebody went on there and, hey, a new car, you know. (laughs) I can say personally, I mean, I went on and played it several times. I I enjoyed it when I had the opportunity. But I never really got the concept or, or the feeling that I was moving towards that opportunity to actually okay. win something. I was always part of the audience and
2: have you won anything?
1: Ever? No, not no not at all. And I probably oh. played it uh oh probably seventy times. Oh I, wow. Yeah, and never even got an indication that I, I could like I, I'd heard of other people winning. And I'll be honest, again, my wife and I probably would have played it quite a bit more if we felt there was a, a good opportunity. Even for I mean, you know, even for a couple hundred gamer points, that's that's uh that can be what I be when I was there playing this
2: game I didn't quite get that game show sensation being there it didn't give me that I don't I've never been on the Price is right or anything like that but that excitement <laughs> that that whole crowd cheering that you know maybe that whole uh ambiance you know what I mean and uh, the whole thing was it just you know it felt like I was a, a number and there was cattle herding. I don't know if it was a bandwidth problem that they couldn't take it to the next level. Maybe the next Xbox they'll bring it back and they'll be able to do more, you know what I mean, just a lot more. But well, it's I too hope. bad to hear that it got canned. I think the idea was good, but I think at the end of the day it's, it moves on, right? It...
1: What about you, Brent? Did you ever get the chance to uh, play 1 versus 100?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I actually became part of the 100 at one time. Wow. And uh yeah I'm kind of upset that you know they decided to cancel this simply because of the fact well a couple things One, I've got uh a couple of achievements yet to get in that apparently now <laughs> Did that you will... win
2: anything? Have you won anything?
0: No. No, 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 no. I went out on like what the hell? First nobody class. wins anything on that. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best, but uh yeah, I mean I loved it. It was great. I loved the fact that it was like a game show, complete with commercials and everything. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like you I, like the commercials? What the hell? No, 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 <laughs> It's like you're going for, like, the whole, like, feel of the game show. I mean, just a like game show. Like, you've got commercials. So I figured, wow, that's cool. fitting.
1: Cam, going along with the uh, whole cancellation news, PC versus Xbox. Oh, uh, that, that
2: is a big deal. Yeah. I remember it with Shadowrun. Shadowrun was the biggest thing, and check this out. In, at Microsoft, we had this guy come out, and he was talking about Shadowrun and PC versus Xbox, and he had this, <laughs> I guess it's like hearing somebody on crack talking about the thing they love the most. <laughs> Essentially,
0: he was he was
2: ballistically, but like you, you saw his mind was ready to pop off the top of his head. That's how excited he was about this. And he actually <laughs> told me something. I, I raised my hand, and I said, wouldn't a PC gamer with a mouse... The more of a crack shot because it was a first-person shooter you know between the Xboxes and the PC versions of the game and he says no apparently the that's what came out of his mouth is that the, the console gamers were beating the PC gamer I read an article on this particular news that came out this week of the mouse people blowing everybody away I'm like okay well which is it then you know and if you throw in the halo folks that are on the PC and the, the Xbox who would come out the clear winner and putting these two different because console gamers and pc gamers are two different animals in the traditional sense right so uh... most people that play xbox games they it's like quicker gameplay than uh... you know somebody playing an mmo that's on a pc it's a little bit more more involved but i was curious to see because you can actually with the DirectX platform you can go pc and xbox really easily and your games to both platforms and make it work. And I was just curious to see how this would work, you know?
1: So. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's one of those things that they'll probably, again, revisit with the next uh, console launch. I don't think they're ready for it yet, is, is my
2: own perception. Hard, it's hard to say, it's, especially with clashing two worlds like that. It's a little, mm-hmm. you know.
1: I will say it's kind of disappointing for, uh, for the upcoming Old Republic. I was really hoping to kind of see a. Some kind of Xbox spin on that, but
2: hey, let's talk about Summer of Arcade.
1: I agree. What do you got for us, Steve?
2: Well, I'm just excited of the lineup. I mean, there's a deal going on right now that if you buy all the Summer of Arcade titles, the last one you get it for free. Now, uh, I don't. I I have a feeling that you have to have some high-end form of dedication to buy all those things, but it's It's it's
1: five titles, right? Five I think titles, so,
0: yeah, yeah twelve hundred points per.
2: Yeah, so you're spending nearly a hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> now maybe not quite that much, seventy five dollars, whatever. bucks, and you're you're going to be getting that last one for free, and you well, don't really know if it's going to be bad or not. You know,
0: well, w- w- not really free though, because you get Microsoft points, which you have. Oh, to, that's right. You you turn around and spend on other. It's Microsoft like quote unquote products. cash back.
1: I think anybody can tell. I mean, between the summer, arcade, summer of Arcade, the upcoming Connect, the new Slim, everything else, it does seem that they're trying to uh, pick up a little bit of a, a younger market. Let's face it, it, is it is gaming. There's a lot of us hardcore gamers out there. But at the end of the day, it's the next generation you're always trying to catch. And I think this is just uh, another step in that direction.
2: Well, I have a feeling what they're trying to do is this. They're trying to get people to buy games in the summertime, which most of us are gone camping or or whatever outside more than inside. And they're going to give the points so that you can spend during Christmas time on whatever. That's what I think they're going to do. They're going to give you the points, and they're going to say, well, hey, look, uh, Call of Duty map or Kinect, whatever arcade title or whatever. They're just going to want to
0: invigorate the market a little bit.
1: What about you, Brent?
0: Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I could I, I could put a person through college with the amount of Microsoft points I've spent. Um, yeah, they uh, the summer of Arcade I think was a great idea for them this year. What I what I really like is that every single summer you can always count on it that there's going to be some must-have titles. I like the fact that the Xbox Live Arcade has gotten such a good group of titles that have been released recently like you get your you know sega classics like afterburner you get your other games like earthworm Jim. now with summer of arcade you get games like uh castlevania the new multiplayer version with uh and you also get laura croft then you get you know hydro thunder so i mean the arcade i think is absolutely just going to explode but the thing is, is I think it's they're doing this now simply because of the fact that come this fall, there are a lot of games coming out. You know, the new Call of Duty, the new Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed, you know, Halo. So I
2: got a conspiracy theory. I really think Microsoft's trying to make the summertime the arcade buying time. I'll Versus buy that. Christmas. But before Christmas, nobody's going to buy an arcade title during Christmas time. There's For no pay. way. No. They're going to be busy playing, like you said, the Assassin's Creeds and everything, and they're not going to be buying Hydro mm-hmm. or
1: whatever, you know. Well, it'll be interesting to see if anybody has any money left after all of this. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: Now, uh, of course, Adam was going to uh, talk about this, but he's otherwise incapacitated. Um, Halo Reach, of course, is coming fast and furious, and uh, with that... Microsoft is uh, releasing some special stuff. Steven, uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit there?
2: Well, basically there, uh, uh, you know, this was to be seen a mile away, right, is the limited edition Halo Reach Slim console. There's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with it. You're going to get, you know, the limited edition, the the standard edition of Halo Reach. It doesn't come with the collector's edition of Halo reach it only comes with the standard edition and stuff like that, but you get a nice fancy controller. you get the slim with the it's a gray and black motif, whatever you wanna call it, and it was designed by Bungie the whole nine yards uh and apparently the price tag is gonna be three ninety nine u s right and oh. that's a bit steep in my opinion, but that's just uh that uh you get a wireless headset also.
1: Is this the same unit that has the um the uh the statuette? I don't know if the statuette's
2: gonna come with no the it
1: console. I think it's just gonna be
2: game it's gonna be like Call of Duty basically. The Call of Duty console had the game, the console with the fancy graphics, done. Yeah. Right. If you wanna buy the prestige edition of Call of Duty, then you went out and spent another whatever on that.
1: So I have a yeah. feeling
2: Halo's gonna follow the same yeah, you know, the, by the crazy edition of Halo, which Adam, I know he's going to be there with bells on, front of the line, you know, <laughs> trying to put that helmet or the statuette and his whatever. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just I don't know. I I, I, I I like Halo. Don't get me wrong. I've said this. To everybody that knows me, I'm haloed out. I don't hate Halo, but I've just haloed out. Um, yeah, come. The, you know, you guys have to admit that I've been playing the Halo since the first console, and I had lots of fun. I, that ship has sailed, right? So,
0: <laughs>
1: Brent, have you seen the uh, the statue itself? Oh yeah, they actually.
0: Uh, yeah, they had a full eight foot version of it at E three, so that was fun. With the console and everything like that. Yeah, it's the it's the 399 and everything. But one of the cool things about it that I really thought was interesting was yeah, you're going out and you're spending 399 for the console and yeah, you're spending 149 for the, you know, ultimate ultra elite version with the statue and everything like that. So you're dropping a lot of money on Halo. But one of the things that I think is being overlooked by some is the new forge 2.0 the forge world which to me was just the icing on the cake it was something that i personally have been looking forward to and now with literally the fact that you can make blood gulch and blood gulch itself is just a fraction of the actual map means that your possibilities are endless Forge is a map creator, and originally in Halo 3 it was very clunky and very basic, however though for Halo Reach, they revamped the entire process so they've literally made it like a planet almost, like, they said it takes about, you know, a couple minutes to fly from one side of the level to the other, and there's like all different levels and like variations and, yeah, apparently You
2: can create a level, upload it to their servers have some people play it download it, all that stuff, and
0: that's Oh yeah. Uh, well, Reach, okay. Cool. Reach is even coming packaged with Forge World maps that were created by Bungie. So that was an added little bonus. And the thing is, is that originally they were told, you know, well, we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't do this, all because of the size limits, limitations, and the restrictions. Well, then they weren't uh, Bungie. Instead of saying, well, okay, well, we'll just keep the same thing. They said, well, then how can we make the complaints and everything like that? How can we make that better? So what they did is, like they said in the vid doc, is they literally turned to the community. They saw how the community members were creating these things and designing these things, and then they said, perfect, we'll just use the way they do it. And so it totally revamped and changed everything.
2: I'm a big fan of user-created content. I really am. I think that's where console gaming needs to go. Certain games you can, but, you know... It
1: it sounds like another one of those great ideas that's going to sit bouncing around the asylum for a little while.
0: Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, and this is going to cause a great debate. I can already see it coming because, I mean, yeah, the Call of Duty Black Ops looks sick. However, though, Halo Reach is shaping up to be the flagship title of the Halo series. One of the things that I thought was pretty interesting about the console, it uses actual sounds from Halo. So when you start the um, console up, yeah, it's, it you, <laughs> you get the shield recharge sounds like. So when you start up your console, that's the sound. Like when you eject the disc, like there's a sound from Halo. Like that's awesome. So I did <laughs> see some of those modder guys putting fart sounds on the
2: eject door <laughs> thing or something. That'd be funny. <laughs>
1: well, guys, I, I think we definitely have left everybody with a lot to think about and a lot yeah. to look forward to. On your
2: Xbox. There we go. <laughs> Sleep better tonight.
1: Now, uh, our next podcast, we should be able to uh, thaw var out of the uh, carbonite, if you will. Um, but otherwise, of course, everybody else should be back. Uh, once again, I'm Ken LaFrenia, Alex1138, and uh, Stephen...
0: Tamshaft. See you guys. Bren Roberts, Symmetric. Later, guys.
1: Thanks very much, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.